This meeting is being recorded. Heard that loud and clear, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm good on both ends. Uh, I have an option to leave meeting now if I'm uncomfortable. Oh, you do? This meeting is being recorded by continuing your consenting. You're recorded, so I can bounce <laughs> right now. I click continue. Oh, that's nice. That's why we're that. proceeding. I feel so supported by you today. It was down on me. All right, so you want to talk about the same stuff we just spoke of before hitting the record button? Well, sure, Daniel. Um, <laughs> so we've covered the vanitas genre of painting. We've covered Cronenberg's greatest hits. What uh, else were we talking about? I don't know. We, we could start with, like, has your area seen a sudden influx of corner gas animated, like, advertisement? I've seen about <laughs> seven today when I was out, out about town. Oh, well, I... I didn't step out today. Oh, okay. And left my house. So, yeah, I don't know where I'd find them. Like on bus stops? Yeah, yeah on bus stops. You walk, like, there was, there was one down the road that was like, stop Jewish hate. And now it's just corner gas. Yeah. Yeah, it's been replaced by cartoon characters from a sitcom that came out like 13 years ago and was our, our, our chief cultural export to the US. Wow. That might be the, you know, who am I to judge? But, I'm, I'm just going to say it might be the least funny show I've ever seen. <laughs> what the, the, the few bits that I, that I watched. Were you cognizant of the follow-up shows? Like, no. Uh, there's the, sequels to Corner Gas? They're spiritual sequels. Okay. Gene didn't get the link. Shit. All right. We'll, we'll keep talking about this while I type it. Yeah, there's sequels. There's one called Dan for Mayor which stars the guy who plays... I don't know, it's probably going to mean nothing. There's a, there's a dumb guy on... Uh, on Corner Gas named Hank. And uh, Brent Butt? No, no, it's Brent Butt's best friend. Brent's just the everyman. What's Gene's actual email? Gene C or Gene 3? Yeah, I'm just like completely ruining the fucking vibe. That's okay. Let's get Gene's email out there. Yeah. Maybe his home address too. Okay, yeah. So there was Dan for mayor. It's a show about like, you know, a slob who runs for mayor and he becomes mayor and it's his hijink. I think it's a hometown thing. There's a girl. He falls in love with a girl. I don't think she wants him because he's a slob and he's also the mayor. It's Dan for mayor. It ran for two seasons. Wow. And, and Simon, never, came, never, never came across it. Yeah, it was a, I think it was like a comedy network or CTV exclusive. There was also the same time, I can't remember what the fuck it was called, but it was a, a Brent Butt show that he did with his wife where they're like, I think he's like a detective or something. Okay, no, this show was called Hiccups. And they both had the same kind of actor who's like this large, vaguely European dude who looked kind of like Borat and like curly <laughs> hair and a mustache and huge eyes. And his, the point of his character was to be a foil who was aggressively dumber than everyone else on screen. There he is. Okay. Gene's like 47, so he might not know how to join Zoom properly. Oh, there he is. Oh. Gene, your sound is not turned on. Can you hear us? All right. I'm going to pause this. There you go. Hang on. Getting all Bluetooth. Like a kid with a slushy here. Oh, is that better? Yeah, this is all recording, by nice. the way. Well, yeah, good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that my tardiness is... On record. Were you just waiting for the link the whole time, or do you have shit you need to take I've just been running around. I kind of half forgot. And uh, then I was watching a little bit of a movie, 
And then I saw your text and I was like, wait a minute, what the hell? Holy shit. It's not noon anymore. You know, time happens. But, uh, you were so excited for this. I, I'm super happy with the, uh, with the podcast that we get to talk or with the uh, song that we get to talk about. All right, let's, let's do it. Why, what, did, you, did you bring notes? I, I have or? a few notes, but like listening to this, I feel like this is the perfect one for me because it's like, it sounds like my musical sensibilities like tied into a 20 minute beautiful envelope, you know? But. And which one was that? Was that the last one or was that? Uh... What's going on? <laughs> What's going on with you, Gene? What's going on with you, Vic? You look mad stoned. <laughs> are you okay? Are you are you on the drugs? Was there like a, a fan or something in the background a second ago? That might be my Zoom. Uh, it's been infusing the conversation recently with like white noise. Oh, okay. Like harsh white noise in the middle of my lessons. Oh, okay, I got it. So, and right. work meetings. I was informed. I don't hear it. So yeah, no, it's always on the other end. So you you let me know if like my voice is just drowned out by some Mersbau type shit, and then just keep it in. Move on. <laughs> what, what what if it's just Sorry. that everyone that you ever have meetings with is close to a weird rattling machine, and it's actually on our end and not yours, and you're getting like unfairly, you know, kind of picked. What if everyone you know is on a conspiracy to gaslight you in this very specific manner? <laughs> that sounds more likely because I don't like the AC hasn't been on here. <laughs> that, that seems more the likely. Past, the past week. <laughs> okay, Gene, um, which episode are you talking about? Five. Five. Okay. Wow, which one am I supposed to be talking about? No, you talked about five. I just wanted to make sure I had the notes right. <laughs> This is the one that has uh, sort of the, like beautiful, like abrupt sort of. Um... What is that? You, you, you don't hear that, Vic? No, not at all. I'm telling you, uh, it's been brought to my attention, but I don't even know how to describe it because I've never heard it. What's the play with like the heart beating under the floor? Because I feel like this might be the changeling. Yeah. I feel like this is like my own guilt for like no, I, dragging no a body across a floor that had like uh, roller skates on. And uh, I don't know. What else do you hear, Dan? I, I just thought of like a little kitty in an air vent. Yeah. That's well, nice, there right? is an air vent. It's closed. I mean, Gene, if you want to go, if you want to go like abstract and, uh, and terrifying, <laughs> like you keep going and I'll just throw in something wholesome every couple of minutes. Excellent. Yeah. A kid trapped in an air vent is wholesome? Kitten. <laughs> oh, oh, much better. Oh, that's okay. Then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a kitten just having a good time. Yeah. Best day ever. Those guys lock themselves up all the time. They like tight spaces. <laughs> um, all right, Gene, what about it makes you feel like it's made for you? Oh. And all your sensibilities? Yeah, just... Talk about your sensibilities. Just, I, I loved how um, sort of like start-stop it was. And... It feels more sort of um, kind of as though the whole tune becomes more like agglutinated as it continues. And um, yeah, man, just the, the actual like tonal quality of it remind like there are parts that I had those sort of auditory uh, memories from my past. I was like, man, that sounds exactly like, you know, tonally like 
you know, so-and-so thing. And then other parts where it's like, oh, this just fucking loud and, and great. And th- there were a few times where I was sort of transported into my own mind. And, uh, you know, that's just my own luck for, you know, listening to a lot of loud, abrupt music, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I just found myself being sort of really immersed into different uh, parts of my own history, listening to this one in particular. Not that it's necessarily the best, although I probably am the best. That's a good assessment. Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about? Wasn't it about licorice? Uh, nice. <laughs> yeah, Vic, what are your thoughts on Oh, uh, red all the way. <laughs> Is Gene frozen? No, that's just his smile. <laughs> that's just his resting face. That's a great that's a great image to freeze on. This is he's gone. Yeah, he's out. Uh, uh, Gene, I was telling Vic about the... We were just chatting a little bit while you were frozen out of the conversation. <laughs> There's like this nice, jolly smile. Fuck. And we thought you were having a, I thought you were having a really good time. <laughs> and then I realized you, you weren't breathing or looking around. It was like or, two people finally saw me smile and it lasted forever. What's happening, V? He's the host now. You got to answer his questions. Well, John, yeah, I'm just living the retired beach dad life. <laughs> I walk the dog in a bathrobe every morning. There are no neighbors who can stare long enough who can't say the same for themselves. You know, there's, there's no judgment because this is quite an assortment of people on my street. And I'm talking, I'm talking people with like pet parrots and you know just uh just a colorful a colorful cast of characters as long as you don't walk your bathrobe i think you'll be all right and wear your dog (laughs) dog. that's that could be the problem i mean i'm not really a a people person but i'm pretty sure that might upset a few people but whatever just do you bro it's cool uh you're fine just just wear a t-shirt um vic you were telling me a moment ago about uh the doc that just came out which by the time this airs will have been out for probably about a month and a half yeah that's my buddy danny alexander's directorial debut uh it's called no tickets of the door it's an overview of gentrification in the toronto music scene plus the like the venue crisis you know reeling from the effects of covid uh so just like those that twin storm uh yeah that happened and he uh he got interviews with a lot of people in the scene a lot of you know kind of our close friends and then branching out it wasn't as wide as he'd hope that's some of the bts here he's hoping for more some of the inside scoop is yeah there's uh, a lot of people that we he didn't get up end up talking to but it's still quite a quite a range of at least the most prolific musicians in the rock scene the the psych rock scene and then the the experimental improv scene all talking about you know how they feel now which was when they were being interviewed maybe last summer summer 2020 early spring just facing down lockdown facing down you know no news of the future no idea when shows would be back. And then venue owners, like uh, I think the guy who owns Horseshoe, mm-hmm. he also owns 
like two other venues i forget which and then dan burke i was gonna ask if burke was in that yeah he's yeah for sure an interesting character yeah because you know he's uh He's been involved. Danny himself is a show promoter and has experience. So him and Burke, uh, you know, worked together. I think even the band, him and I played in. We, had, we did a Dan Burke show at some point. That's like, yeah, because, you know, because he's so central in town. So obviously he's going to get. Um, and yeah, Joe Cressy, the counselor, I think his like, I don't know if he's like, I forget what his role exactly is, but he's like the, the music, the city music counselor, if that makes sense, something like that. Yeah, he's done, he handles a lot in the city. Like he, he's on the board for uh, the, you know, exhibition place. He's on the, he's chairing the public health board. I'm probably bungling up those titles. But he's got a major role in Toronto's healthcare, and I'm bungling up the titles too. I watched the movie twice, and <laughs> anyways, it's a it's a good watch. It's like uh, the word definitely isn't nostalgia. What is it? It's just like it just made me miss like all these people I know, but also like recognize in like every other shot. Um, yeah, because it's like it's I guess it's almost nostalgia. Because it feels like so long ago that I've been in the same room or seen them. But then I guess you yeah, know I'm on screen. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of hopeful in the end. Well, it's also hopeful because it's like it came out now and not when it was being shot. Not that, you know, not that there's it's still a long way to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. And any kind of return. So, yeah, and it's uh, I'm just very proud of him. I got a track in there. He collected a, b a bunch of music from, you know, the people involved. And it's kind of like a, yeah, like a community effort in a way, just from the scoring of the thing. And then his friends, Twin Reigns, this electronic duo, did the score, but also kind of weaved in some instrumental tracks from me and our friend Caleb. And yeah, the intro is uh, this like animated intro features a tape machine installation by our friend Mitch who plays drums in the band Miserable Weekend and Mitch is just just uh yeah I kept saying he's the star of the thing he's like he's the golden boy because he he's he, he did the installation and he got like all of five seconds screen time as part of an interview so he he's just all over the thing and yeah I couldn't be prouder of them both yeah, that's the story with that. Was this, you know, if it was started before the pandemic really, ra you know, ravaged the music scene or was it, because uh, you mentioned gentrification in Toronto and that's been something that's brutally affected uh, venues since before I moved here. Well, yeah, well, for sure. But that's been on his mind and it's been on the mind of like, well, easily everybody who was interviewed. It's impossible not to notice uh, and affects everybody who's playing regularly putting on shows in town uh but the actual idea to, to make a movie i've uh danny said that this was kind of like just fit he's a videographer as a day job and so just facing down uh a long year with really diminished work gigs and obviously no shows yeah you just got to thinking like he has all this time it'd be a waste not to use it somehow creatively yeah, so you got to thinking, and then uh, Caleb, our friend who we mentioned earlier, actually, and also ex-bandmate from that band that we were all in, sent him kind of like the germ of the idea. Or just, it was a conversation that they had, and yeah. From then on, he just started collecting interviews 
that and the idea was yeah i think the idea was like january 2020 so yeah one of those things it's hard to remember when it all started you, you know there's a jolt of just seeing flashes of these places on screen and as far as a personal connection yeah just from seeing shows I've probably seen shows in every one of them and, and there's really not that many left you know what I mean so even just you could count them on one hand Horseshoe Baby G Garrison Cameron House uh, you know Silver Dollar has been gone by that time yeah they didn't get heritage status right I yeah the, I actually don't remember I feel like they did but it's a it's a weird you know one of those situations that i don't even understand oh like the facade is heritage but not the not the business you know like the bar or the venue itself either that or like whatever's being rebuilt is gonna resemble nothing you know of the original silver dollar and it might as well not it's just gonna be like a like a hotel bar or something right called the silver dollar maybe and maybe even host shows but the silver dollar was like this dingy I, I I barely remember what it looked like inside, but pretty sure there was like some, you know, exposed wiring <laughs> sections of drywall that, you know, not fully painted. And you can imagine just like uh, an old venue that's seen some some action. And, you know, can you imagine just having like, a, you know, like a lounge on the first floor of a condo or something? And they're just calling it Silver Dollar just to keep the name. I don't know. Is is sneaks getting heritage status? No, I think that that fell through. I think they lost that one. Like one of my like early dealings with like a place that I actually ended up really enjoying but got crushed was the. Uh, you ever go to the Press Club? No, where's that? That was or was that Dundas? I think they closed in like 2013 or 12, and it was a place that they like they gave you t- you know they they encouraged you to do cover and then they gave you a, a percentage of of sales and they're like it's a tight bar. So if you have a good, you know, number of acts, 15 people will make this place look, you know, like packed. Um, so we managed to like fill it up one day in my old band. And we each walked out with like, you know, a good hand of cash as well. Like they treated artists well, and then they got priced out because there's no rent control on commercial properties in Toronto. Hmm. Yeah. No, oh, I just remembered. Oh, so obviously when it comes to Kensington, got handlebar and the boat across the street from each other in the boat that was one that hurt because that's gone yeah that was a that was like a really important one obviously all of these venues even the ones you know that still exist you know they all have their their audience and just like their regulars they're all like important place marks for the community but the the beaver the beaver sorry that's another one that's coming to mind right now the boat was kind of like a hub for queer dance nights as well as all kinds of shows that were relatively cheap to put on. I was actually like considering it as a venue for something that I was trying to put together uh, like March 2020. So that being gone really sucks. It was cool. It was uh, shaped like a boat on the outside. They had like little port windows. Was that the one where they did the uh, time travel dance night where you start off in like the 20s or something and then every hour the music goes up uh, into a different decade? Uh, you know, uh, that just might... They had the disco dance... 
No, wait. What are the uh, the boat? I don't remember any of these names because my memory is just not to be trusted. What are they? What were the? What were some of those dance nights? If they were doing by decade, did they get futuristic or did they stop at present? Yeah, I think I think they figured out how to get like an hour's worth of colonial music so that they stop before the future. The 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 twenty thirties are going to be badass, is what I've heard. I don't know. Yeah, what is it? The swinging thirties? Because we're in the roaring twenties. Yeah, 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 it's pretty awesome now. Just wait, how good it's going to get. <laughs> what what fucking good times we're having, you know? Oh, I can't wait. Just... It's it's going to get even cooler. Yeah, it's going to get hotter first. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be a fire age and an ice age. And uh, within the next 10 years. Yeah, not like a full on, not everything's frozen, but like more ice cubes are available. A little bit of sleet every once in a while. It'll be nice. I'm going to use Gene, use the line from the episode to segue back into that. And I'm going to cut my segue from the, from the actual <laughs> final piece. No, keep the segue. No, no, no! I'm not. I'm not bringing dad humor into this shit. I'm just going to be distant and awkward. Gene, before you cut out, you were kind of talking about our um, your influences or the memories that the episode took you back into. Yeah. And then I didn't want to interrupt anything Vic was just saying because it was all really nice and it's content, and I can just use that as a single episode and then you know put it out a week later. Yeah, dude, I'm trying it wasn't to. Wasn't that great? No, no, it was. It was actually quite nice. It was a nice nostalgic flavor. Uh, yeah, just a ramble down memory lane. It works, man. A broken, tumbling sidewalk. <laughs> it's unpaved uh... <laughs> no, no. memories. <laughs> Unchained <laughs> melodies. Uh, all right, Gene. Yeah. Back on you. Uh-oh. So I feel like you prepared notes, and I don't want to just completely ignore any sort of think thoughtfulness that you brought to today. And when, when you start talking again, I'm going to ask Vic to start playing the drums really loudly. <laughs> Funnily enough, that sound is coming back. Is somebody putting... Right on cue. Is it shoes in, like, a dryer or something? Um... Yeah, it's a weird sound. Anyway, sorry, but, but what's your question then? Oh, uh, so you're talking about your experience listening to the app. So, yep. Uh, felt like it was the one written for you. Big time. You know, it took you on a magical journey into your brain. It did. Uh, you know, fired off some synapses. The last half, I would say starting at sort of like the nine of nine minute mark-ish, where there's this uh, shoe in a fryer no that's what's happening now um fucking hell what is that thing uh around the nine o'clock mark there's uh there's really awesome like light synthy fucking hell that's so distracting are you hearing this Vic? i'm not hearing it at all i really wish i could comment man i wish i could email sound it is it really distracting is it really overpowering? It's kind of hard to like, you know, put my thoughts together with it going on, but it sounds like somebody sort of uh, hitting me with a shoe or something. Jeez. It kind of sounds like, uh, yeah, now it sounds more like a the snare guy at uh, like a drum march sort of thing. Hey, Young and Dundas? Maybe. Gene asked me if I'm just watching Whiplash in slow-mo <laughs> in the background. It's just a slap scene. <laughs> Looped. 
when uh, you know before Daniel gets back, have you seen any good movies in the last while? Yeah. Have you, have you ever heard of Whiplash? Just, just watching it right now. Yeah, Whiplash from to the director of La La Land. My favorite movie about jazz. <laughs> it's the most accurate movie about jazz. The most, yeah, the most accurate movie about jazz. Yeah, yeah. Wait, Dan, are you are you still here? I thought you left or something. Yeah, I went to go to the bathroom. Okay, so good, you're back. Yeah, don't worry, I have all of this recording. So, like, if you have anything that's worthwhile, I can just leave it in. Yeah, that, that's a big. See if I can turn my mic when you walk in. <laughs> if there's anything at all, any any great content. <laughs> If you're willing to start six or mentioning s- anything that's worth keeping on record, yeah, good. The six or seven hours that it takes to cut down a <laughs> twenty-minute conversation. I didn't sign a waiver, so I just no, it's fine. Don't <laughs> worry. By clicking the link, you've agreed to be recorded. Wait, this is this is being recorded right now. <laughs> this is for posterity. It's for dirt. That's true. Is this so I can get Gene on the record saying nice things about something that I spent an afternoon working on? Oh yeah. So, <laughs> sort of at the halfway point, like I, I, I like the beginning of it. Like at the half, uh, the halfway point where there's like that beautiful synthy sort of beat frequency, smooth, like really like a kind of a tense thing for a few minutes, and then it breaks into this like just kind of a badass like kind of like a british style uh punk song i was like fucking hell this is great it sounded like conflict or crass or it's got like kind of like the badassness of uh the pink flag album by wire but like louder and 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 faster and shit it was great i thought that i was listening to for a second you know something that was 50 years old and like you know recorded after the sex pistols left um saint michael's or saint george's or whatever that first punk show happened i was like man that was crazy and then it goes back to this like beautiful sort of synthy wavy thing and kind of not like a moment of repose i don't think there's any repose um at all in the in the 20 minutes like it's this constant like tension but there's just these like great fucking moments and then there's like it abruptly kicks you back into like another similar style of just like i don't know fast and and just a gnarly fucking sound and the second time it sounded like just tonality wise it sounded like uh, this band that i used to play with uh from the ottawa valley all the time it was just, it was fucking cool. I was like, man, twenty minutes of just joy the whole way. Where like, there's no moment of like, ah, I can just relax for a second. <laughs> like, I loved it. I, I fucking loved it. That sounds like a real profound experience. It was, yeah. Are we talking about cold waves of comfort? About the show overall? Oh, this is the time. This is the name of the show. Yeah, cold waves. We're on cold waves of comfort right now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> that's sick so wait well we're talking about episode five is yeah. that correct the the previous one what was that one called uh people pleasing people pleasing that's the one yeah okay well now that my frame of reference is adjusted i can say that because <laughs> <laughs> i was in the dark for the past 
40 or so minutes. Yeah, just listening to these stories of like of of audio experiences. I really like the 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 crashing beat that comes in after what you told me was the it was like a sample of our first show and it just like it comes out of nowhere it feels like a really powerful drum machine was just turned on just is switched on and it just goes oh that one yeah, yeah um i remember sending a version of that song to you guys a while back called you and yours yeah that's right yeah yeah one of your uh 70s punk sketches yeah i think i was listening to um like on that song i was listening to a lot of uh that first silver apples record a lot that that really that really fits because it's it's yeah it's like this the vibe that that always uh like catches my ear is when you you know you're hearing you're hearing just like echoes of live drums that was from the show and then somehow that just kind of morphs into you know like a tape loop of a drum hit a moment in time just uh yeah just like spinning over itself over and over again and that's that's the beat that shit always gets me so when i uh i wrote this one i think initially i was like this is the rock song in these in this collection of material at least like 12 or maybe 10 to 14 songs and i was like all right well it's a rock song maybe i can try and make like a really compressed ep and at the time i was listening to like that you and yours is a lot older but i actually wrote songs for this episode you figuring that this the demo is how i've been putting out demos and demo material unfinished song ideas and then using them in their own way wrote like i was listening to a lot of the punk that i grew up on from like la from the 80s and 90s and like for that first one that comes in that gene was referencing i was listening to primarily like the bad religion records i grew up on like generator and and recipe for hate and for the wow. yeah that's a feeling I, I hadn't really listened to any of them for well over a decade um i guess they were you know they were kind of seminal they were i assume in some form like politically influential like i've kind of followed a track i know bad religion is not specifically left anymore i think they're more center left like biden folk but uh yeah <laughs> those, those biden folk yeah yeah after he was elected they released a song called the age of Un- age of reason or something or age of unreason it seemed like a celebration of trump being out and biden being in oh and that kind of like <laughs> it, celebrating that sets you in like a very particular social economic status yeah the biden folk yeah biden folk. i mean i think i think if you're going to be in like you know a, a punk band that's been around for 70 years or whatever it is now if yeah. you're going to support biden get his face tattooed on your face quit lying to your listeners that it's okay now <laughs> you know the the battle is still for real here yeah um i'm, I'm, I'm not gonna yeah, prove your dedication I, I, i'm not i'm not gonna get political here but like Joe Biden's not, not going to get political here. No, Joe, Joe ahead, Biden's the singer of bad answer. religion needs to tattoo his face with Biden's yeah. face. <laughs> if either of you know him, just ask him to do it, please. Brett, uh, Bert. Oh, you're on first name. There's like it's three. Okay. There's like three people named Brett and bad religion. Am I wrong? That's too many Bretts. 
for one band. That's just like Brett Brett with two T's or three R's. There's pro- Bert. Is there like a Brent also, like with the N in there? And- there's de- there's definitely a Brent. There's like a and the drummer's like uh the drummer has like a really drummery name, which I always appreciate. That's 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 the extent of my bad religion knowledge. Yeah, it's Ice Brunt. Is it what? Ice Brunt. Really? No, I'm just making that up. Oh, okay. <laughs> How's that a drummery name? I'm talking. I'm talking like DJ Bonebreak. <laughs> I was thinking like Nordic. I actually knew a guy whose name was like Ice. Came up to him one day like, "Yeah, fun name, man." He's like, "Oh yeah, my uncle." I'm looking this up right now. Ice Brunt. Ice Brunt. Yeah. Who was I thinking? Wackerman. <laughs> Get it? He whacks the skins. He's not in the band anymore, so I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. He got replaced by Joe Biden, I heard. He's Avril Lavigne's drummer now. He's Avril Lavigne's drummer. And now Avril Lavigne is the drummer of Bad Religion? Or is Joe Biden's drummer? Yeah, Avril (laughs) Lavigne is Joe Biden's drummer. Good. Well, we're all in good hands. Glad Glad we figured that out. We're all on the same page here. We can circle back. We'll touch base. Um, yeah, no, I was listening to, listening to them a lot. And then um, uh, at one point, I guess they just showed up on recommendations, but um, AFI, glad that you guys listened to them. Like, yeah. From their, their old yeah, yeah. Like every morning, I put yeah. on Miss Murder and just do <laughs> jumping jacks, flapjacks. Miss <laughs> Murder. <laughs> you, you could already picture it, right? It's like the perfect workout song. No, I, I've got to see some more of it, actually. I call, ju- I call jumping jacks working out. You know what I mean? Got to get the cardio. Uh, I, yeah. I, I can't picture it without seeing it. I'm going to have to see it now. Can you demonstrate for the, for the listener? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you guys can hear that? I'm, I'm doing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the song's in my head very prominently, so I hope it translates. I, I could hear it. It was good. Yeah, AFI. Um, the last time I thought about AFI wasn't it this morning doing jumping jacks? That, that's right. That's <laughs> where it was. Fuck. <laughs> hey, thanks to you for keeping the illusion alive. Um, you know the the singer of AFI is just an absolute dead ringer for. Now this is a deep cut, but you ever hear of Chuck and Eddie? No, I thought you were gonna say Jared Leto. You know, not really. Their their bands sound the same. This is like this is like citation needed. I'm asking because I. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, at a certain point, AFI went from like, like early hardcore LA punk yeah. for like two or three records, and then they went into go- like very loud goth punk, which is like very energetic. And then he learned how to sing, and they got like Butch Vig to come on, and they started doing more melodic stuff, and became to you know like 14 year old Danny a lot less interesting to listen to. Felt emotionally betrayed by that, but. Yeah, but no. Who I was talking about is is Eddie Chacon from Charles and Eddie. That's who I meant. And they were a one-hit wonder, like soul band. Like I'm like early '90s, so it's like it's is like is it Quiet Storm? Is it is it R&B? It's hard to say. Except for there were two members, and Eddie was the white guy. And back then, he he's got like hair, straight bushy hair down to his, past his shoulders, and he's a dead ringer for um, you know Davy Havoc. 
That's his name. I'm, say... I'm getting a Fabio vibe from this guy. I actually like looks him up. Like a Brunan Fabio. Yeah, right? Yeah. But, but do you see it? Like straight up AFI guy. Kind of. There's a shot where it's like really washed out and like his skin is so white. It's almost like, almost tough. translucent, almost pale. That one, that one, yeah, sells your point pretty well. It's it's all in the video. The video for their one hit, which is Would I lie to you, babe? And I, you know, <laughs> I've been listening to that song a lot, actually. Here, I'm gonna That's pull no joke. I can't say I know this this tune, but uh... but of all things, seeing the video made me think of AFI harder than any. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Gina, then any morning, right morning jumping jack routine. This is what this guy looks like. That's that's Eminem, I guess. This is what he looks like. Ray Liotta now. Time takes its toll. That's why I get it. Nah, you can still get it. That's a bad picture. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Okay, but okay. So this is not the guy from AFI. This is the guy from this other two piece. Get him with long hair. It's Click Davy Havoc hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, 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 I can see. I remember when that song came out, I was not expecting that type of music. I, I only ever had one AFI record, but it was like so straightforward, uh, just like a hardcore album. Like it was sort of like, I don't know if it was Epitaph or not, but it was kind of like that Epitaph stink to it, where it's just like, here's 12 songs that sound basically the same. And it was good. Like I, I really liked it. It just, it wasn't like interesting. <laughs> you know like was it the one with the reservoir dog samples oh shit i don't know uh they like answer that and stay fashionable had like like sections of reservoir dogs featured in it and then there was very proud of you i don't know if they had like movie clippings in it this was definitely on a on like a mixed cassette like one side was whatever album i'd have to check what the titles were called or whatever it's okay man i'm gonna cut you off right now yeah. so i'm gonna I, one thing i remembered i wanted to share with you guys was this sort of progression of afi album covers you can watch like the progression of getting somebody else to do it versus like you yourself so very proud that, of you that, that looks first, familiar like, yeah that's that's round one on a full full release i think um it, tim armstrong from Rancid produced And what it. label is this one on? Is this... I think it was independent at first, and then it went on to Nitro Records. Nitro. Which is yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Dexter Holland's yeah. one. Yeah. Look at that. Uh, what was the next one? Answer it's funny because Nitro had some really good bands, but like the guy that like ran it was the worst band on the label at the time, you know? I, I guess that's, yeah, uh, that's all subjective, but... <laughs> Offspring sucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. That guy has some crimes in music to answer for. Just, just every fight, song. You know. It. Yeah. Now that now that I know who you mean, yeah, Dexter. Fuck. Well, maybe it's this that, one. It's, it's that's like, a handsome record label though. Yeah. Or a uh, cover. This, that that's nice. Yeah, yeah. This this is nice and like satanic. It it fucking rocks. This is shut your mouth and open your eyes. Like hmm, nice and satanic. Yeah, yeah. Like look, this is the backside. It's got that kind of like flat, creepy look to it. Look at you know his little devil, the dovetail shoes. <laughs> Pictures really got it. Yeah, some some kid, you know, little devil here, floating, floating guy. It looks. I think it looks awesome. And then the next one, which is like a, in my opinion, like a good album by them, just starts to go in like kind of you know deviant emo style yeah it's okay damn you know like going through these artworks is uh i'm always looking for like the point where you could really start to 
Oh yeah, what's that one? Pick up on pick up on the vibe that they're all straight edge because the members of AFI are famously drug free. Yeah. And I just wanna I just wanna see, you know, where are the hints coming in that they have never touched a weed. <laughs> it might be this one in their life. part of drowning. You know? Once you get into the deviant art vibes, I think that's where the perception starts flooding in. You know what I'm saying? Like the art of drowning? This is their major, like black major view. <laughs> oh, yeah, see that? The backside. This is like, this looks like that sort of uh, neo-emo shit. Like, the reason that emo has a bad name now is this... This is a there. generational touchstone. What are you talking about? This was this was my grade nine when I was like, oh, this is, this, this could be exciting. You know, they're going to have a lot of money. They might have, <laughs> Like, I'm invested know? in them having a lot of money. Yeah. Because felt- they gave me girls not gray. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, shout out to them. Um, this is really where I actually hear the most is Beth songs on Rock Band 2, and I actually play that game a lot. That's no lie. This is a fun a fun one, December Underground. It looks like they just took a photograph, put it in like a negative filter, and then you know, just slapped some graphics on top of it with their name and three bunny rabbits. But I feel like this is peak graphic design. Just wait till Like, you- I don't know what people have been doing since because those negative reverse whatever trees are just some of the most beautiful imagery I've come across on an album cover. This one is like... It's just trash. Yeah. (laughs) It's just the most... (laughs) This is just... There's nothing to say about it and matches the music inside. 3.6 out of 10. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. For the for those following along at home, we're talking about Crash Love, AFI's <laughs> 2009 release. Or yeah, well, isn't this going to be again citation needed on the? Isn't year. this going to be a video? Wow, yeah, you're right. Hey, okay. look at you. Goddamn. It actually actually was going as chronologically. Yeah, this one is also early 2010s. That just looks like it's yeah. trying to load. That's a cool album cover. <laughs> That's a cool album cover. This one's called the Blood Album. The Blood Album. Apparently, they had some stuff going on. This is the missing man. A lot of, lot of, you know, contrast. This is very informative, Daniel. Yeah, no problem. I, I did not know. Hey, here's the next one. What all these albums looked like. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect to know at any yeah. point in my life either. No, you know, I want to give you the right information to set you off into the world with, and now you know what every AFI album title. I feel now prepared to, you know, go back out into the streets. Go on punknews.org and start start a comment section war. Wait, go so, yeah, back on launch the, off go some back hot takes. Punk news and start yeah, a go war. back to punknews.org, which obviously where I started my career as an internet commenter. This this one this one's pretty like like look at it. Most people don't know that the band's name stands for a fire inside. I mean for the first few albums the band didn't know that either. And that if you abbreviate that, you get AFI. Is it not asking for it? Whoa, that whoa, that's problematic. You got to tone that down, Gene. <laughs> that's that's a controversial statement. Back then, it was okay to say that type of shit. True. I could see how um, corporate would have had them tone down the message. A fix is ah fuck it. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would do if I was head of Nitro Records. He's also a microbiologist. He's a really small biologist. We get it. So uh, <laughs> he's, he's like the smallest biologist that you've ever seen. Big fucking deal. He actually looks really tall. I don't know. Here, I'm going to, just because I'm doing screen sharing with this shit, here's what 
the offspring looks like today. Oh, fuck. And Gene, you know, you, you frequently say how old you feel, but you're going to feel pretty young. I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Make me feel young, motherfucker. That's Dexter Holland right now. Wow, Jesus Christ. There's Noodles. Who, yeah. Just looks like an old guy. With you know, he he kind of looks like uh, Noodles. Looks like um, you know, on those reality shows, the uh, the guys that like say you win or lose. What's that called? Deal or No Deal. No, just like like what's like what's the role? Howie of, Mandel. Yeah, what's the role of Howie Mandel? Like, Game show host. Uh, the panel person, judge. Fuck. Been a long year and a half. Yeah, Noodles looks just like Steve Harvey. He looks like Steve Harvey. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, I'm just I'm clicking through these while I still have you on screen share because I'm just amazed that throughout the years. Dexter Holland looks more and more like Jake Busey. <laughs> yeah. Like who? Gary Busey, you said? Jake Busey, Gary uh, Busey's son. Wow. Nah, but Jake Busey looks like something terrible happened to Owen Wilson. Yeah, especially in this shot. It looks like Owen Wilson with a shovel to the face. <laughs> You know how Owen Wilson's like really impressed all the time? This is like, oh, wow, 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 wow. This yeah, you know, like, like he can't bring himself to the enthusiasm required. That's scary wow. shit. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I will not unsee that face, man. Sue is happening again. Is anyone else hearing this? No, I, no. It's not happening. I don't know what you... It's, in, it's it's really in your head. It's not me. I don't know. I don't know who this fucking guy is, but I hope his shoes are so dry now. Thank you for <laughs> fucking ruining this. Uh, hey, did, can, right. Do I get to ask you any questions? No, you can say whatever you want. I, I started off with an AFI bit that didn't really go anywhere, and I just wanted to show you guys a bunch of album covers. So uh, no, I, I think the AFI thing... Wait, what's the title are? of this episode? Oh, this is just going to be your names. Just Vic and Gene. Mm. <laughs> That set the tone <laughs> yeah. for what was to come. God damn. Yeah, I don't like giving people too much shit. Anyway, yeah, I, I gotta ask go you, ahead. the second punky track, and I hate to say it like that because I sound like my dead grandmother, but like... Honestly, I, I'd rather you say it like some sort of understandable adjective than trying to think about subgenres. <laughs> that would be obnoxious as fuck. <laughs> What happens at 15 minutes-ish is another cool, like, really sort of uh, abrupt and fast kind of, it just, it also sounds like what's going on in, uh, you know, the basement of, like, a pool hall when you're 15. Where did that one come from? That was, that was awesome. So that one was trying to, like, was when I was listening more so to those two or three AFI records that were, like, energetic and loud. Oh, that's more of that. Okay. Um, and it but it actually doesn't sound like it um like one of the things i I remember about their bassist is during those records you would play like relatively complex sounding like rockabilly bass like you would just go as fast as possible and just do whatever kind of scale he felt like and i tried doing that at first um and it it was yeah around the same time it was those afi records and uh and recipe for hate were playing in my mind. I want to try and replicate something like that for this faux EP episode, but it wasn't sounding good. It was sounding forced. So instead of turning it into a purely um, power power chord punk rock song, I just took it in a different direction. It sounded a bit more like the post punk music that I had listened to more recently, like like preoccupations, like like Grinderman or. Or those those more aggressive Nick Cave ones. But yeah, I wanted it in there after, you know, when I sent you the first punk song yep. in here. 
and Vic commented that there's a point in which it sounds like walking through the hallways of rehearsal factory. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like that stuck with me and that, that felt very nostalgic. And um, that was something I wanted to play with was I wanted to figure out a way to get our show in February, the show we worked our asses off. And we we're ready to start playing a whole bunch of shows for that <laughs> year on. And then life said, no, trying to get that, that vibe um, and the recordings from that in so I can actually have you guys physically playing on some episodes. But yeah, and then building just more music that sounded like aggressive punk that would be fun to play if we ever got the opportunity to play live again and shout them at people. So that was one that I just wanted to carry that energy, that kind of punk energy that people or you guys or I could shout at the audience that didn't necessarily rely on melody or strict structure. When we play live again, I only want to sound like the Thievery Corporation or Boston. That's that's <laughs> all I want. And that's the only direction I can see going forward. You ever hear More Than a Feeling by Boston? <laughs> no. Oh, a, a 15 out of 10 that song really you haven't yeah i've heard it i was just trying to go along with the bit oh there's no bit i sincerely love that song oh okay. <laughs> now why would that be a bit it's 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 just been like a constant presence in my life in that i subject every one of my like 10 year old students learning guitar i bring it up at like every lesson i'm like hey have you heard more than a feeling by boston and then i'm like you know what you should try it out teach them the intro and then I just bring it up every time I'm, you know, outside talking to somebody. Have you seen my Mary Ann walking away? And they're like, yo, get away from me, bro. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> right? No? Yes? I don't know. That was a valiant effort, Gene. I appreciate it. Thank you. I, I didn't catch it. <laughs> Gene's the MVP of today's episode, coming in 30 minutes late from the recording start date because he was watching a movie. Fucking hell, what a loser. Yeah. What were you watching? I was watching a little bit of Wild at Heart because it's been a while. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I gave, shout out to I gave you. it to Daniel and I was like, ah, oh, man, I hope this is a good version, you know? So I'm doing like quality control after the fact. It looks pretty good. You know, qual like sound quality and, and, and uh, the video or whatever looks fine. And by give it to Daniel, I mean I... So, DV, and there is no here whatsoever. Delete that shit. Yeah, I'm just gonna have a prolonged beep over that section. <laughs> just, just when you say, it, and by give it to Daniel, I mean, and then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do that. I, I can't go to jail, man. No, just end it on whatever word like sounds like you said something awful at the end. Yeah. Did I ever tell you that this here snakeskin jacket <laughs> represents a symbol of my individu individuality? <laughs> My belief in personal freedom. Nice. <laughs> I almost made him sound like Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Did I ever tell you <laughs> that this here snakeskin jacket <laughs> represents my a symbol of my? <laughs> Fuck, that's pretty good. I can't go on with that. I like that though. I think if we could, like, the three of us drum up, I don't know, 50 or $60. I'll just, like, uh, hit up a cameo from him. <laughs> just ask him to quote that line. Somebody, somebody out there, if you're listening, please do God's work. For one of our birthdays, just send us a Bernie Sanders cameo. <laughs> it only has to be two hours long. It's super easy, you know. That'd be great. Narrating Wild at Heart. Yeah. I like it. Just a co-read of the script, including like the description. All the parts. We open up on an exterior. <laughs> <laughs> it's an establishing shot. <laughs>
It's really a perfect movie to be read by a guy with a voice. <laughs> <laughs> and and Bernie Sanders certainly is that guy. Oh, I wish I could do a good impression. Like none at all? But I can yeah, I can do a good impression of myself. That's about it. Try it right now. Yeah, do do it do an impression of yourself reading Wild at Heart. <laughs> that really vulgar speech from uh Blue Velvet. <laughs> Did you watch that the other day? No, no, it's on my list. Okay. Something that my brother would shout at me just while we were driving <laughs> every now and then. And, uh, <laughs> we're going on a joyride. Would he just turn to you and yell, Heineken, fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of like several. I think there was one about like fucking her in the pussy, fucking her in the ass. But like, I can't remember what the actual one was. <laughs> I think it's just that. Yeah, I think yeah. you nailed it. Fucking her in the pussy, fucking her in the ass. That's a pretty good gene. Ah, <laughs> uh, fucking her in the pussy, <laughs> fucking her in the. <laughs> That's the episode, guys. <laughs> the preview and and the content. Gene, did you have any more questions, or are you good to leave it at that? Yeah, I'm. I'm good to go. Whatever. Um... There was a great warrior moment. I don't know if uh, you guys love the warriors or not, but we can talk about that. Yeah, love the warriors. There was like a cool warriors synthy moment in there too, which I quite liked. You guys send me the the actual track so I can rip it and put it into under that point that you said. Yeah, that lengthy nuance point <laughs> about how it reminds you of something and you liked it. For <laughs> yeah, well, you know. I get invited to these things from my great insight and, you know, heartfelt, uh, you know, uh, whatever. I got nothing. Gene's like, never made it as a wise man. <laughs> he couldn't cut it as a poor man stealing. Now that's a song. No, I... That is a song. And this is how you remind <laughs> him. This is how. I gotta run the bathroom. Wait, did I say well at heart? I was just watching Nickelback videos. Wild at <laughs> what's a Nickelback song? Uh, fuck, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, someone was like at my work. They were saying, "Oh, this is uh, Justin Bieber." I had no idea what Justin Bieber sounded like. I just knew I wouldn't. Oh, I thought, and it turned out to be Nickelback. But it could have been. I was just like, <laughs> I, I don't know what what this shit is you know uh not not good definitely not good i'm gonna say it, it's never been more embarrassing to not know nickelback or like what nickelback sounds like than it is today <laughs> in, our, in our current time yeah in our current moment because you know you you gotta you gotta read the room <laughs> <laughs> You, you, you got to know what's going on. And what's going on is that Y2K yeah. is back. Yeah, the computers are going to shut down. The computers are going to shut down any day now. And, you know, Big Room Rave is back. It's in the air. <laughs> and so not knowing what you're talking about when it comes to Nickelback is just, you know, it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, well, that's, that's why I, I called um, Chad Krieger and I was like, Yo, guy, just call me up. Let's talk. I want to know everything about you. He hasn't called back yet, but once he does, then I'll be, you know, really well versed on uh, Nickelback. So I expect. I feel like he's a pretty open, open book. You yeah. know, easy to talk to. Yeah, yeah, like probably by I don't know the next half hour or so, he'll call. Might be buddies. I don't know. 
talk about signing Carly Rae Jepsen for the first time? Oh, when I did that? I, I probably wouldn't bring that up, but he might. It's the soft spot. Hmm? It's the soft spot. What's that mean? Is in like, it's a spot in your history that you feel sore about. It's soft. Soft spot. Oh, it's like, a, it's like your belly button. Well, I used to call... It's a soft spot in your history that can collect lint if you have a shirt you haven't washed in a while. Or <laughs> My nickname for Carly Rae Jepsen actually is soft spot. Whoa. When I, when I signed her and uh, she made songs or TV shows... I can't really exactly remember what she's famous for. That's but right. You're close. You're close. Was she a movie star? In a sense. Yeah. Movie of my life. <laughs> okay. So that was good casting on my part when I had her play Vic. Yeah. Carly Rae Jepsen as Vic. <laughs> for those just tuning in, Gina's channeling 604 Records head, Chad Kroger of Nickelback. <laughs> it's his... Um, Who's the Andy guy? Andy? Not Warhol. There haven't been that many famous... Man on the Moon. Oh, you know what Kaufman. I mean? Yeah, yeah, you're talking about Conan's sidekick. Yeah, Andy Garcia. This is this is his Andy Garcia. What was that? Oh, that was this sort of like weird noise that sometimes happens when I'm like, eh, but it hasn't made its way <laughs> out yet. So it's caught in my throat. You know, like a vocal that came fry. through much louder than whatever background shoe shoe rumble y'all were hearing well the shoes are dry now the guy's out walking around he's got his good shoes it's all good i actually need to wrap this up though because i already have way too much stuff to work with boo how much of that yeah, was i was usable? gonna say you've already got way too little to work with <laughs> like, you're just gonna scrap this and call what someone have we else? said a value <laughs> don't worry don't worry i'll figure something out with it i uh you know good luck man <laughs> I'll send to you guys when I have like a draft going before we put like music underneath it. Oh, it's gonna sound so good with uh, <laughs> it's gonna have that, that shoe drone. Oh, I, hope, I hope that comes through. Oh, entire conversation. If that doesn't come through, it's gonna be really embarrassing. I think it's gonna be great. I'm gonna mute Vic during those moments, and it's just gonna be you getting frustrated <laughs> and laughing. Maybe I'll find like a YouTube of a sound of a child laughing. <laughs> Or like a kitten meowing, just something. Yeah, you got to make it like really scary if it's not, you know, what you guys are hearing. Incredible. Or, you know, or just royalty-free offspring instrumentals. <laughs> that would really kick it up a notch. So what are our final words? Vic, where's that movie at? Can people download it online or can they, uh, is it coming out in theaters? Where can people watch it? Well, I believe Danny has a site for it right now. All proceeds go to... ESN, I'm pretty sure, and they were going from the the screening, which was co-presented by uh, Wavelength for CMC. So that's when that actually screened the one time, and then I think Danny's just has a. I'm actually looking this up because I have no idea. Mm, hot dogs, actually, hot dogs for CMC for it's a whole thing. But yeah, now you know where do where do docs like this go? Vimeo? Vimeo, yeah, there is. Is there a... It's private. Well, no tickets at the door. If you look... If you... Uh, <laughs> on Google. On Google, which takes you to a Facebook page, you might just get what you're looking for. And then... Oh, it's it's just password protected on Vimeo. So, you know, you could hit, a, hit him up. Well, just say your, say your password out loud. <laughs> 
Yeah, wow. That was a that was a train wreck of an explanation. I, I just feel like I feel like there was a a site for this because Danny wants proceeds from it to go to the encampment support network in Toronto here. Now how that goes about happening is in the hands of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but I did my best. That'll be our wrapping up point. Gene, do you have any final thoughts or things you want to share just in life in general? I hope that everyone has a great day. This is as far on social media as I've ever been and further than I'll ever be before or again or whatever it's called in the future. The three-way Zoom meeting. Yeah. So I hope everyone has a great time. Free Britney. Oh, also Free Britney, big time. Big time Free Britney. Um, yeah, cool. I'm stopping the recording, man. <laughs> <laughs>